Hey, Lobo fans, welcome back to the Lobo Podcast, episode five. Today we'll be talking about leadership with two special guests, so you guys stay tuned. Hey everyone, welcome back to Lobo Podcast with Jaden Delacerta and Langston Murray. Today we have two special guests with us, and I will let them introduce themselves, so go ahead. Uh, I'm Tony Anderson, AT, on the women's basketball team. Saquon Singleton, I play for the men's basketball team. So today we're going to talk about leadership because we are leaders within our team, and I will let Langston take this from here. All right, guys, so today um, leadership is going to be our main topic for this uh, podcast, and I want to just start off with a few questions regarding leadership. Um, the first one being, like, what makes a good leader in your eyes? And we'll start with AT. Um, I would say someone that really leads by example. Like, it's more than just words. Like, you can say one thing, but if you're doing something else, like, people aren't going to want to follow you. Right. So a person that you see actually following through and, like I said, leading by example. Uh, I say the same thing, you know, leading by example, you know, very passionate, hungry, uh, doing the right things. It's just showing up, being the first one, well, for basketball, really just being the first one in the gym, last one to leave, you know, right. and putting that extra work in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like it's a um, a lot of styles of leadership, you know what I mean? And uh, me personally, I, I agree with you guys as well, obviously, but um, – I'm vocal in a way, but not vocal. You know what I mean? I like to pull like my teammates aside. If it's a teammate that needs some kind of wisdom or they need someone to talk to, you know, about them messing up with, you know, practice and stuff like that, like I'll pull them to the side because some, you know, they may feel embarrassed or they, you know, they, a lot of emotions involved when everyone's watching. You know what I mean? So I like pulling yeah. them to the side and you know I'll tell them exactly what they need to hear. You know, stuff like that. So us three, we play basketball. How is it? Me too. Dip. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How is it different from basketball and football? Like, what do you do? Because, you know, you're separated from offense and things like that. Right. How do you be a leader to everyone? Uh, it's possible to lead the whole team, mm -hmm. obviously. You know, if you're doing your job, you're doing your job. Yeah. You know what I mean? But definitely offense does have their leaders that, you know, are more hands-on with the offensive guys and the same with defense, obviously, yeah. and stuff like that. But um, everyone sees you working. Like, in the off season, we're still one. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? We're not separated until the season comes and then we're practicing on our different plays and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But, I mean, in the off season, we're all running those same gassers and doing the same conditioning. <laughs> and that's where leadership is big also in the off season. You know, it's yeah. easy to get tired or feel like you can't go another rep or the weight's too heavy and stuff like that. And then so anybody has the opportunity to be a leader at that time. So, yeah. Okay, okay. So, you know, us being leaders and stuff like that, when you guys have a bad game, how do you – adjust to that and like continue to do something how do you contribute on the court or on the field um I would say like with basketball there's so many other things you can be doing other than scoring like stuff even stuff that doesn't show up on the score sheet like just hustle plays like you're diving on the floor like we preach that in practice like you have to dive on the floor because someone else can beat you to the ball yeah so I would think things like that passing the ball around like just making the right decisions getting stops on defense like that doesn't show up on the stat sheet but if you your personal matchup against who's ever like I played the three, the person mm -hmm. that I'm guarding, like they have four points that game. Yeah, I did my job. Yeah, I say just contribute to other things. You know, don't focus on one thing. Um, if another person is high or scoring a lot, just just help giving that person the ball. You know, yeah. just being a good teammate. You know, talk to each other. 
it's not really all about just scoring to have a good game, you know. It's yeah. different aspects in the field, so I feel like you could do different things to have a good good game instead of scoring. I agree. And with us being athletes, you know, it's it's always possible to have a bad game, you know, oh, yeah. like that. But the most important thing is having a short term memory. Yeah. When you're having a bad game and stuff like that. And it's always taking care of your one eleven. That's what we call it, you know, the one eleven in football, which would be the one fifth in basketball, you know, just taking care of your job. You know what I mean? And, and it may not be the glory part of things. It may not be actually scoring. It may not yeah. be actually dunking. It may just be making a good pass. So, yeah. What, what's 111? It's 11 players <laughs> on the field. <laughs> That's why he <laughs> said 150. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, like, so how do you feel, um, like, being on the defensive end, like, do y'all, like, encourage the offense? Like, I know y'all are on field at right. different times, but, like, how do you handle if, like, say the defense is going good and the offense is struggling? Like, how do you handle that? Uh, we just try to put, put like, the weight on our shoulders, you know what I mean? Obviously, it's, it gets to a point where you control what you can control. You know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a quarterback. I'm not a receiver. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. none of those things. And we just have to, I mean, you know, like, we pride ourselves on just not letting the other team score. You know what I mean? If they can't score, they can't win. Yeah. Regardless of whether we're scoring or not or we're making plays on offense or not, you know, we just keep putting it on us. And then furthermore, we try to score on defense, you know what I mean? And we try to catch an interception, take it for a touchdown, things mm -hmm. like that. You know, we just, like I said, just put the weight on our shoulders because we all won here. So if the offense struggling, then that means the defense yeah. is struggling. Oh, do y'all all know each other? Like, do you know everybody on your team? Oh, yeah, everybody know me, man. I'm a, I mean, everybody, <laughs> of course, everybody <laughs> And just me in general, man. Like I, you know, I can have a conversation with a complete stranger that I have nothing in common with. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, obviously on the football team, you get it's a big team. You know, it's probably way to, right under a hundred, maybe, or we might be at a hundred. You know what I mean? So you get every, you got nerds, mm -hmm. you got the wannabe thugs, <laughs> you know what I mean? You got the cool guys, you know, you got the quiet yeah, ones. Yeah, so you know, sure. I'm I'm cool with everybody, bro. And I know how to adapt to you know any conversation that I'm at. So that's yeah. tough, yeah, for sure. How would you say we have like? groups um i know i feel like it's easier because like our team bonding it's yeah 13 people compared true. to a hundred like how do y'all team bond with a hundred people on your team they do uh groups <laughs> wide receivers <laughs> linebackers <laughs> i mean everybody got their own little cliques you know what i mean that they yeah. hang with and it's like it's all love you know what i'm saying over above a certain standard like we all family mm -hmm. but to be honest with you it's some teammates that i don't care what they're doing on saturday night you know yeah. what i mean like i'm not gonna <laughs> you know what i mean respectfully yeah. now if i see you, now, if I to you then what's up bro yeah. you, know, I, you know but like we all just kind of hang with who we hang with and stuff like that you know i feel like everybody come out smooth with it you know Okay, so now that I'm thinking about it, do you guys have any foreigners on y'all's team? Because uh, I know basketball does. And if I'm missing like, you, don't take it as disrespect, but I don't – I can't think of any. <laughs> I know a couple years ago we had Tyson Dyer. That was a okay. punter. I believe everybody's American. I didn't think about that. That's what I'm saying. I didn't either until I just – Yeah. It's common, though. Like, it's possible. You know, you get a lot of punters from – Australia and stuff like that, but okay, okay. I can't think of any foreigners right now. Do other countries play football? No, it's, it's called football. <laughs> uh, closest you get to it is probably rugby, honestly. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's soccer, huh? That's why it ain't in the Olympics because everybody ain't playing football. You know, that's just America, oh. that's America's game. You know what I mean? That acts. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So you mentioned there's like a lot of personalities within the program. Right. How do you adjust to them? Uh, well, it's not even 
necessarily us adjusting to them. Yeah. Uh, we all gonna have to be we gonna we have to be aligned with the team. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's like their single, you know, person. You know what I mean? So yeah. like we all have to, you know, like answer to the coach, you know, and stuff like that. Like Coach G says it all the time, like we're one, no one's bigger than the team, no one's better than the team. We're all one from the weakest link to the strongest link. So it's more of us conforming to what the team, you know what I'm saying, the team standards are. Okay. I think it starts in the off season. Like that's when you really learn each other. Yeah. yeah. So like either when we have smaller group workouts, like that's when you learn how your teammates like react to criticism or like, do yeah. they want to be yelled at, do they want to be pulled aside? That's really when you have to understand like how does your teammate respond to certain things because right. you don't want to be yelling at a person who like freezes up or like breaks down. Yeah. You, that's the person you want to be able to pull aside and be like, hey, it's okay, relax. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be the same thing with basketball too, though, right? You know what I mean? Like it's on a smaller scale, but I mean I know all of y'all are not the exact same. You know what I mean? Yeah, Somebody sure. don't like being coached. Other ones probably, you know, very coachable and stuff like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, coach Mike, our head coach, he handles people different. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, he'll start yelling at someone, and I think he'll realize, like, oh, Ooh, I can't yeah. yell at this person. <laughs> right. And then he'll, like, pull come them aside. Come like, come just, yeah. Yeah, just come here real quick. <laughs> While other people like me, he'll just yell at me, and I'll be like, okay, I got you. And honestly, that's the same way with, like, being a leader. You know, just like I tell you, like, I'll pull some guys to the side. Because some of them can't handle it in public. Whatever it is about being in public, then it just triggers yeah. them to just react in like a fight or flight way and they choose to fight. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, yeah, pulling some aside definitely. How do you think you guys learn how to talk to your teammates? Do you guys like yell at them and see that they're not going to like respond well? And that's how you learn, hey, I, now I got to like right. talk to them to the side? Or would you rather ask them? Like, Honestly, it's like just understanding what their weakness is. You know, is mm-hmm. their weakness like. Do they get frustrated when they can't do the play right? And is that when they like feel like the world is against them? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. You just got to know who you're dealing with. And, and over time, like we in the locker room, we joke and play, and you just see, you see that real yeah. person, man. We all know our teammates. We are we are family. You know what I mean? So like, you just learn it over time, honestly. Yeah, like personality. Like you can tell, like some people are very nonchalant, so you can yell at them because it's not gonna phase them. Okay. Or it's other people who are like yeah. very <laughs> emotional, and you yeah. know you can't yell at them because they're an emotional person naturally. Right. Yeah. I think it comes from your your background, where you come from, what you've been through, your high school career. You know, throughout your sports life. You know, I feel like some kids been through a lot. You know, through high school, probably have not have the best. High school career and college, they're trying to change that. And I feel like screaming and, and all that, it don't work for everybody. So Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, some people take things different. Some If you scream at somebody, somebody may, may be motivated by it. But mm-hmm. I don't know, it's different out here. I ain't going to lie. We all leaders as we, you know, discuss and stuff like that. Yeah. But when we're having a problem, like, who is that one person you guys feel like you can go to or you can talk to and discuss, like, what decisions you need to make? You know what I mean? Like staff or like outside of the basketball, like parents and things like that. Yeah, that, there's overall. no rules to it, just overall. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say free. He is the director of operations. I work out with him like every day. So whenever I have like problems, like trying to, you know, decide things, I do go to him and I'm like, hey, should I do this, 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 that? And, you know, he gives me what he thinks. So I would say that's my person that I go to. Um, I would say it depends on the situation. Like, okay, that's a good point, too, yeah. Uh, I have two assistant coaches I really go to, like Simone and Cabrina. It really mm-hmm. depends. Like, last week when we had a bad practice, like, right before the game, 
and like I was just frustrated like I went to Brina we literally just had a conversation after practice for like 20 minutes and she just broke everything down for me and was like really just helped me understand what I needed to do better because sometimes you just need to have that conversation like when you just don't understand because I was quite confused like what is going on at this point like we have a game tomorrow and we just look a mess right yeah so like sometimes like as a leader you need help too and I think a lot of people don't realize that like you can go and ask for help mm-hmm. for sure I feel like as a leader I just go straight to my head coach Patino you know uh really trying to build that bond with him so he he wouldn't know right or wrong he, it comes down to his answer so I feel like just yeah. going straight to him just talking it up chopping it up with him good or bad I feel like I just go to him first yeah, our coach is pretty approachable, too, you know what I mean? Like, if I have any questions, I'll definitely ask him. But other than that, you know, I just got, like, certain teammates, again, the, the, you know, we, who we hang with within the team, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I, you know, I just talk to my guys about anything. For the most part, I am introverted, you know what I mean? I do like to just solve my own problems, you know what I mean? And I feel like I do a, a good job at it, you know, but. Good job. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like, you know, I, I handle business. So, yeah, yeah. You know. So there's that. a lot of coaches within the football program. Correct. Who would you go to if you needed to talk to? Would you go to your like position coach or like what coach would you go to? Uh, good question. Um, it'd probably be my position coach or the, or the head coach. Okay. Both of them are very you know approachable and, and yeah. they you know they always keep it real with you, especially the head coach, especially Coach G. You know, he always gonna keep it solid with you, and I like that kind of energy. That you know, he ain't gonna always tell you what you want to hear, but yeah. it may be exactly what you, what need, you need to, to hear. hear. You know what I mean? And that's the best friend that you can always trust when. They tell you things that you don't want to hear at times. Yeah. You know, if you got a yes man in your corner, then that could eventually hurt you at some point in time. You know I agree. I mean? So, guys, as a leader, how do you think your teammates view you? Ooh, spice it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I hope my teammates think I'm a great leader. Uh, I'm, I think I pick and choose my moments. Like, I can tell when I need to be very vocal or when I just need to go on the court and just do my part. So I hope they look at me and realize, like, I like to read the situation a lot instead of just jumping to conclusion and doing something. But uh, I've noticed, like, a lot of the freshmen come to the side and, like, ask me questions. Like, they just think I have all the answers all the time. Right. And sometimes uh... I'm just like, honestly, I don't even have an answer for you. Great question, (laughs) I just be like, go ask him. Go ask the head coach. So I don't know. I guess they just think that I'm a know-it-all sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> well i'm in we've been here yeah, five years, yeah. So. <laughs> well i think um i have a hope my teammates think i'm approachable you know some some of my teammates definitely come up to me a lot especially the freshmen but i'm open-minded to all the all the players but i'm i'm myself i'm gonna be me whether good or bad i'm not gonna change up just because you're my man's if you're my best friend or i don't like you i'm just trying to win just as much as you trying to win so i feel like no, I could talk to anybody. I could talk to my coaches. You know, they be telling me to talk to the coaches for them, but they grown now. They're on college level. Like, you got to go do what you got to do. Like, yeah, that is so true. It's going to be a time. <laughs> I'm not going to be here. It's going to, you probably fill my shoes in. So, right. I'm just trying to prepare them for for the next level that they're at now. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I actually saw a tweet that Patino said that you were like a great leader. Like, yeah. you're always involved with them and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, for sure. that's really good. Um, how the teammates view me. I feel like they're like, probably like, Jaden, shut up. Cause I'm always talking, like, I'm always like, come on guys, blah, blah, blah. You know, I always try to keep the energy, try to pump it up a little bit when it needs to be needed. Um, I do answer some questions here and there. Maybe sometimes they right, maybe sometimes they wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the truth, but I do answer them. But 
Yeah, I would just say I think my teammates view me as like a little energy ball. You know what I mean? Just around practice. Right. Um, I, I, like I said, I agree with, you know, at AT and uh, Saquon on like how the freshmen definitely – they basically look up to you, you know, in a sense, you know what I mean? And, and I have no problem giving any of the freshmen any of the game I got, you know, I'm a teacher, everything. So, like, yeah. you know, because we getting old and, you know, For when sure. we leave here, I'm trying to see you doing For the same sure. moves that I did or, you know, something like that. You know, you just always had that connection with them or whatever. So, it's just always good to just, you know, drop knowledge on a freshman and stuff like that. But um, I think they view me as a genuine leader for sure. You know what I mean? They know I'm a joke. They know I'm a, you know, play whatever. But I got your back like nobody else, you know, yeah, in this day, you know. And on that field, you can trust me to do my job, you know what I mean? Because, like, honestly, I'm a type of person, I'm going to play right up till kickoff. You know, I'm going to be joking right up until kickoff, you know what I mean? That's just how I, you know, I don't have to be serious and just, you know, mean phase right before a game and stuff like that. It's not how I move. Because once somebody else is in front of me, it's, it's me or you, yeah. you know what sure. I mean? So, like, that's that's the elephant in the room right there. But, yeah, I think they view me as a genuine leader for sure. Mm-hmm. I do be smiling on the court all the time. All the time. <laughs> I'm never like serious. If, if you're serious before a game, it's not, I'm going to be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm trying to get ready. No. Don't not do like that. <laughs> How do you guys think you become a leader? Do you guys think it's bo- like you're born with it? Do you grow over time and start to realize, like, I could be a leader? What do you think it is? I feel like the best leader happens organically. You know what I mean? Just not like either you got it in you or you don't. Because we've all witnessed someone try to be a leader yeah. and they're not necessarily a leader. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just kind of just saying all the words and stuff. Like that. And you just feel that energy. But when somebody's genuinely leading you, you feel that as well. And like it works. You yeah. know what I mean? It motivation and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, I think it it's also based off your personality. Like if it's someone that already doesn't really talk, like <laughs> how are you going to try to lead from – just not talking at all yeah or like a quiet person I don't know I guess maybe it's just me like I respond to yelling so if you're just whispering and I'm looking at you like what are you even saying yeah (laughs) I'm not gonna be able to like respond to that or think that it's like a motivator for me yeah so um Saquon uh you took the JUCO route, right? Yeah. I took JUCO. So tell us a little bit about that, you know, about your journey is, you know, coming out of high school to going JUCO and, and now. I, um, high school, I was probably one of the top kids in high school, you know, so I had the little mindset, like, I don't need school. School is just, you know, <laughs> it's school. Like, right. who wants to do school? Um, senior year, that caught up to me, you know, I committed to a school called Mahan College in New York, and I couldn't go because my grades was bad, so... I had to go the route. I had to go prep school before I went JUCO. People don't know I went prep school for three months. I went prep school. That didn't work out for me, so I said, all right, bet I'm going to go JUCO. So I went JUCO. It was a grind. Every day it was a grind. I was there for two and a half years. Just, I won't say miserable, but I was mad because I, I wasn't supposed to be there. But at the end of the day, God put me there, and he put me in a position to, to get another chance. So. I was grinding it out. I met Justin, you know, Justin, yeah. you know, that's your man's, you know. Yeah. I met Justin. He was top football player at Hutch. We talked about D1s, talking about what we're going to do when we get to the next level. But, um, yeah, that Juco route, it's just, it's not for everybody. And it's just, it's a hungry route. And I took that route. And, I, and I'm, I'm blessed I took that route. So, now I'm here, you know. Yeah. yeah. I heard a lot of Juco stories, man. I, I hear some bad things. Y'all eating bad nah, cafeteria yeah, food the whole crazy. thing. It's so crazy. Like, it's crazy. Always much respect to the Juco. It's so. crazy yeah. for Facts. sure. <laughs> so, like, we have people that win Juco on our team, like the twins. Yeah. And, like, you can see it in them. 
mm-hmm. like they have like a different mentality like do you feel like it that comes with juco yeah that definitely comes with juco it's just it's the hunger in you it's like I'm supposed to be at the D1 level, D2 level, whatever level you want to be at, but you are Juco. It's probably not because your grades. It's probably because you, you, you made the wrong choice, but it's like nobody want to be in junior college. But the best thing about junior college, it prepare you for the next level, and you can get your associate's degree at the same time. So, yeah. So that's the flip side of it. I feel like on the outside looking in, um, like no one necessarily wanted to go juco you know they just end up having to whether it was grades or stuff like that or just didn't get the offer that they wanted so everybody probably has like a selfish mindset to a certain extent you know if we're being honest everyone wants to make it out so they all need these points they all need to score and you know put these highlights up and stuff like that so i feel like they just kind of come with the game of juco you know what i mean everybody kind of selfish now it's possible to still be a team because you have to be a team at the end of the day you know what i mean regardless of whether you plan for yourself or you plan for the jersey that you're wearing you know what i mean so you just gotta get yours at the end of the day Right, that, right. That's Juco. You got to get chose. Like, right. It's yeah. about team, but <laughs> you want to go to that next level, you right. got to get chose yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Going back to the different leadership styles we were just talking about, AT, you've had an injury and you had a like coach from the sideline. You know, I had an injury as well, but like, how did you coach us? Um, I think the first thing is like, it's hard and people don't want to admit that it's really hard to sit on the sideline and just watch because you literally can't do anything. And um, it took me a while to be like, I can't sit on the sideline and just sulk about it and be yeah. in my feelings. So I had to just, I think I just took the mentality of like taking people under my wing and like t- pulling the freshman aside, like, come here real quick. Let me tell you this, <laughs> like this, cause the coaches can't be everywhere all the time and they can't, it's, like they can't coach everybody. So um, pulling them aside and telling them, sometimes I can demonstrate when I was able to move better. So doing things like that. Um, on the sideline, I was keeping score. <laughs> I was cheering, like just to stay involved and still feel a part of the team, just finding whatever I could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm still in the soaking stage right now. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like it's, it's tough waking up 9.30 knowing you're not practicing, you know, just watching them practice. But at the same time, I'm just trying to be there for my team. I'm trying to win. When they running up and down, I'm on the court, like literally standing on the court just to feel like I'm playing. But I don't know. I'm not trying to make it all about myself because it's not about just me. So right now I'm at the stage where I'm just helping the freshmen, people that the transfers, you know, just trying to help out as much as I could. Yeah. It's definitely about your mindset. Mm-hmm. How you approach it. Yeah, because I, I mean, like I said, I had to have conversations, like, with my coaches, like, am I even going to come back? Because, like, I was in this point where I was like, I don't even know if my knee is going to be. 100%. 100%. Like, am I going to play enough games this year? So, like, at one point, I was even going to be, like, a player coach and just red shirt. So, it's just about your mindset and, like, like, how do you want to help the team? You still want the team to be successful. Like, you're still on the roster. Mm-hmm. Like, you still – if your team won a championship, you still get that ring. And you <laughs> want to be able to be like, well, I helped in this way. Like, you weren't just on the sideline watching. Yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. I definitely feel like, you know, everyone deserves that soaking stage. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. It's a tough, you know, it's a tough, you know, slate to have, you know. It's, it's hard to understand, you know, when you lose the sport that you didn't play since you was a little one, so – but obviously, at some point, you need to transition into, you know, just helping your team, you know. And that's just when it wears off, if that's what it is, or, you know, things like that. So, you know. Yeah. So, I want to talk a little bit about um, 
you guys as different cultures within your team. Have they changed since when you first got here? <laughs> and, and if they have, like, in what way? Better, worse, you know? Talk about your culture, your team culture. Ooh, um, I would say, like, our team has changed literally year to year. Oh, yeah. Like, drastic, drastically. Like, you would think that we didn't have – I mean, I guess we have. We've had a lot of transfers. We've seen a lot. We've seen a lot <laughs> of people come in and out. And, we've like, even our head coach has changed since my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had bad culture, good culture. I don't know. We've had to go through some things. Like, even last year, it was amazing. We won. But, oh, yeah. honestly, like, our culture was not the best. We had – teammates that weren't really teammates and that's really hard to deal with especially when you're like we were living on the road but I would I wouldn't trade that experience for anything honestly because that right there really brought us together as a team like living on the road and being in hotels 24 7 where you can't even leave your room you're just literally with your roommate like that that's an experience and I think that was really important for us winning because it really brought us together. Like we spent a lot of time together just hanging out, not even leaving the hotel itself. We're in the hallways singing Sing happy, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to whisper because we don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> so uh, it's it's been a journey for these five years and it's definitely changed a lot. Um, only been here for two years, but the last year, our last year, it was crazy. It was, <laughs> sheesh, it, <laughs> it was crazy. That was a tough year, but we learned from it. We had our up and downs. Um, we got new people this year. Some people, uh, we got some freshmen that's from across the country. Uh, we got, we got transfers, you know, from big schools. So it was just like, we still trying to grasp each other, but I feel like this year the culture going to be different, especially with Bettino being there, you know, trying to change the culture. Um, I don't know, but last year it was, uh, I don't, I don't got a word for it. I don't want to bad mouth nobody, but it just, yeah. it was tough. You know, some people stopped playing, some people quit. I don't know for their reasons, but we ended with seven people at the end of the year. Had me jumping ball, five men. I was playing a five center, so it was it. <laughs> yeah. The culture was different, but I feel like Patino and this team this year is trying to change the whole program around for yeah. sure. You could definitely see it just like being like social on Twitter and things like that, trying to get everybody to come to like games and scrimmages and things like that, which can really, I think, is a start to for the community. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the culture of UNM has changed, like oh, yeah. athletics. Oh, yeah. Literally, you see all of us as athletes posting each other, going to support each other at games, and it used to not be like that. Like, everyone is going to watch somebody play. And actually, like, getting to know other athletes in other sports instead of staying within your own sport has um, become a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely seen every side of you know what i'm saying losing you know since i've been here and um and there's a lot that goes into losing behind the scenes that no one really see. And, you know everybody sees the numbers stacked on the right side of the mm-hmm. record column but it's a lot that goes into losing you know you got selfish guys you got guys that's not thinking about the team you know you got fighting with coaches and you know all kind of stuff and i don't you know seen or witness firsthand coach gonzalez coming here and and really you know weed all that stuff out you know what i mean you really got to come in here and clean house you know when you got like a losing program like that 
you got to start from the, you know the ground yeah, up that, you know and true. you got to come in here and basically step on everybody's toes and if you're not with us then you're against us so you need to leave you know what i mean so i've seen some tough decisions being been made since i've been here and stuff like that but um everyone that stayed we definitely you know what I'm saying are aware that it's for the better right you know what i mean but like just being here like this it's been a culture shock for sure you know what i mean because it, it takes a a different kind of mindset to win you know yeah, what i mean it, you can get used to losing or you can get like caught up in like you know what i'm saying just thinking losing is okay mm-hmm. when it when in reality it's not you know what i mean so i'm just happy to you know just be at the tail of this because obviously i'm on my way out of here you know i only got a couple years left if that you know what i mean but like just to be somewhat a part of what's you know cooking up right now is a blessing honestly We've all had coaches leave before. How would you guys say that you and your team adjust to it? Uh, it's a business, you know what I mean? And probably as a freshman, that's harder to kind of understand because you're coming out of high school. But even nowadays, I feel like some high schools are a business too, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But like, that's honestly a part of the game, you know what I mean? The first one might hurt, like, you know, my uh, friend Marcus Hayes, he he transferred, you know what I mean? But you just got to understand, like, that's a business, you know? and this is my roommate freshman year and we talking about how we gonna be all Mount West together, this, this, this. And then a deal comes and he has to make the best decision for, for Marcus Hayes, you know yeah. what I mean? And stuff like that. So like, it ain't no hard feelings to any coach, you know, that's the part of the game. Them recruiting you, telling you what you want to hear or whatever to get here. And if a, a bigger bag comes, then, you know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know. We haven't lost our head coach, thankfully. Oh, thank God. Yeah. But we've lost assistant coaches and I, I think a lot of the biggest loss to me was when we lost our trainer and she left. And obviously that was the best decision for her. But it's it's hard when you've been with that person since you freshman year. Like she literally was the only reason I was able to come back early for my knee injury. And that was rough when she said that she was leaving. And I think you just have to put in perspective like it's not about you. Mm-hmm. So when they make that decision, you just have to be happy for them. You know, obviously, I keep in touch with her. Do the best you can just to keep that relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's tough. For me, uh, I had three different head coaches in the last three years. So each year I had a different coach. So I had to learn a system. By the end of the day, it's a business. So really can't get caught up in that that mentality. I got to just do what's best for me. Whatever coach I'm there with, just rock out with that coach. But I always, you know, keep a relationship with each coach, whether we had a bad turn, good turn, because you never know in life, they could probably help you down the road. So, mm-hmm. so you know, I just, it's tough losing a coach regardless, you right. know, putting your oil into a coach, then next thing you know, they're leaving. But it's a business, can't get too caught up in that. But, I mean, I also feel like it teaches you a lot about yourself, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because, like, I don't know about basketball, but, like, in football, you know, you can have different schemes that require you to do different things athletically. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you could have been recruited to do this to shoot just the three, but now we need mm-hmm. you driving it and stuff yeah. like that. And for me, that was, you know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, know what I, you get where yeah. I'm going. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, like with Coach Gonzalez coming here and stuff like that, you know, they brought a different defense than what I was recruited for and stuff like that. You know, I was a heavier guy coming out of high school and I was supposed to take on, you know, double teams and stuff like that and just basically plug a gap you know I mean? we ain't got to get too much in the football talk and stuff like that but now i have to be more athletic and that translated to me having to lose 40 pounds and that kind of thing so i didn't even play last year and stuff like that you know but it taught me that i can adapt you know what i'm saying to like my environment and i feel like that's always a good thing to be capable of so oh yeah that te- like you said it teaches you a lot about yourself like yeah. you over here thinking you can't do certain things and then next thing you know you're doing them and like wow like 
you just learn a lot about yourself. It's like trusting your coach. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. You go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I don't know. Just like my freshman year and I came in and. <laughs> post player. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not a post player. And uh, based off the roster and the pieces that we had, I had to be a post player. And at the end of the year, I had to make a tough decision. Like, do I want to buy into this or do I want to go somewhere else? And buying into it, I mean, the next year I was playing where I felt like I should be. And I think you just have to trust your coaches. Like, they're not going to put you in a bad position on purpose. Oh, yeah. So we were talking about leadership. How do you be a leader in a community knowing that you're playing for your, like, your home state? It just, how does that feel? Um, You know, just when I first came here, I'm, you know, I was like one of the best players in New Mexico. And then I came here and I didn't play. So it was like really hard on me, so on, so on. After a while, I just like got out of my feelings and I was like, if I want it, like I got to go get it. Like I got to grind for it. So, you know, started working out consistently. And I think that really changed my mindset because I started getting more confident in myself, which led that to me, led me to like being confident on the court and just like helping others, you know, hey, you're supposed to be here doing this, doing that. Or just, you know, encouraging other people when things aren't going right. You know, it's a privilege just being from New Mexico and just being able to represent UNM and women's basketball, stuff like that. So, yeah. I feel like you changed the the culture of that because, like, obviously now we have VNA, or VNA on our team and she's from New Mexico. And before I got here, I don't think that a whole bunch of people from New Mexico stayed in New Mexico and played for UNM. Yeah. And I think Jaden pushed people to want to do that. Like, I think there's pride in being able to stay home and play for your home state, especially in, I mean, New Mexico. There's no um, professional sport team, so they look at UNM like we're the big attraction here. So, um, I agree. That's a really good point you made there. Um, people don't know this about me, but, like, I'm from, like, a very, very small town. At heart, a country boy. Um, I used to have to feed pigs and cows before I went to school and stuff like that. So, like. For real? Yeah, small town. You know what I mean? I, I was. 1A, you know what I mean? Like, my oh, school was 1A. Small. I graduated with, like, probably roughly, like, 52 people max, you know? So, like, oh. what I'm getting at is, like, how she's motivating VNA, right? How she's motivating her to stay home. I want people to think that, like, being, like, going 12 hours away from home is not, like, a bad thing, right? You know what I mean? Like, because people can think, like, that's too far, you yeah. know, or Albuquerque's too big, you know what I mean? And they could be scared of, of the thought of something new, you know what I mean? So, like... Um, I feel like motivating, you know what I'm saying, my community and stuff like that, it happened way before I became a Lobo, you know what I mean? Um, I was leading back then, you know what I mean, just like being one of the few guys to ever just go Division One from my school and stuff like that. So, like, obviously they playing through me, yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. So, like, the pressure never make it to them, it just stays with me, you know, whether that's making sure that I do ball out, you know what I mean, or do make them proud and stuff like that, or do just step on that field, you know, every Saturday, you know what I mean? So, like, the pressure is on me, but, like, I'm just they just living through me, you know sure. what I mean? So yeah. For sure. You can definitely still lead your community from afar. Yeah. Like I go back home and every time I go home I make sure I go back to my high school and I talk to the high school students yeah. there. They always ask me tons of questions like about going D one, about recruiting, like basically just how to get there. And I think that's that's big. Like kids under you wanna see that they can make it out and not stay in the same city yeah. or stay same state and just go somewhere else and experience something new yeah it gives them hope for sure yeah you know? definitely give them hope it's crazy because i'm back when i'm in new york we didn't know nothing about new mexico like, i'm not even gonna lie 
to this day, people ask me, like, can I come see you? Do I need a passport? Yeah. Like, that's like, awesome. I'm in New Mexico. I'm in New Mexico. <laughs> but you know, one of the 50 states. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. That's what I wanted. I wanted to go to a different culture. Like, I'm from the city. Like, I don't see mountains. I don't see the white sands, desert and stuff. So when I see stuff like that, it's just like, I think I made it out already because I see yeah. something different that I, like, I'm used to tall buildings. I live in a project. I don't see nice houses and stuff like this. I yeah. live in the city, so. That's that's my motivation to see other things, you know. I'm just trying to keep that going for the young kids, you know, back at home. So that's about. See, I want to go to New York. I've never been, but me, I me neither. New York and Miami, them two places. Yeah. <laughs> I like buildings. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't see buildings here, so you know, me and Saikon are different. Yeah, you know, he wants to see mountains. Yeah. I want to see buildings and different cultures all right so it's time for Jaden's question of the week what's a question you wish people would ask when they meet you for the first time very tough question yeah um most people just ask me like do you want to go to WNBA like I wish people would I guess stray away from after college that you're just gonna go pro like, why can't you ask me, what do I want to do in life? Yeah. See, that's what motivated me, too. Honestly. Like, why can't you ask me, what kind of job do I want to get? Yeah. Okay. Like, you might be able to give me connections, but you two be worried about if I want to go play pro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> I <need> so, yeah. <laughs> I do want to stay around sports, but right now I'm getting a master's in HR, human resources. So, I want to do something, like, in college sports in HR, I guess, like help change cultures because I guess there's a bad stigma with HR which I didn't know (laughs) (laughs) because my dad is in it so I always thought like it's a good department to be in but I guess not but I want to change the stigma of it and be around colleges um, either sports or just the college in general um I get asked by 20 30 times a day I told you are you a hooper? Yep. Can you dunk? So <laughs> I, really, I, I really wish people asked me, like, where's your mental health? Like, okay. how are you, okay. where you at in life? Like, are you okay as you as you getting through life? Like, so that's what I say. That's that's what that's I like what that. I come up with. So that yeah, is a good one. About it. Yeah, yeah that. Just ask me how I am. Yeah, like, why does it have to be doing? about like how am I doing in basketball? Yeah. Why can't it just be how I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now that he mentions that, next time you see somebody, you're going to, hey, how are you? Yeah. I, I naturally would do yeah, that. You know what I mean? Like, like, I naturally, yeah. And they'd be like, good, how are you? Yeah. And I don't even make it no hard feelings towards the people that ask me the generic questions. You're probably a fan, and that's the only thing you can just really think yeah, of. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you, you're probably not even an athlete, so you don't really know what it feels like. So you just got the generic question that you know you're going to ask. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. I wouldn't ask LeBron that if I met him because I know better. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm definitely not asking LeBron. I know right. You know what I mean? I know better than that. But <laughs> the average person probably would. But. So, Saquon, you mentioned um, how, like, you would like somebody to ask you about your mental health versus can you dunk and stuff like that. So, like, um, tell us a little bit about, you know, your mental health these last two weeks. Um, obviously, you know, it's just like a devastating piece of news to get, you know, that you can't play your sport and stuff like that. So, just yeah. tell us, you know, how you're doing right now. Um... At this point, I'm good now. You know, a lot of a lot of people reached out to me, my fan, the fans, my teammates, my coaches, family. Went back home to see my family and stuff. Um, but the last two weeks has been tough for me. 
knowing that I'm not going to be on the court to compete with my teammates, um, it's not what I wanted to hear, but at the same time, you know, I had to put my health first. You know, it's a big deal, you know. Um, found out after COVID, I had heart problems, you know, so we did a couple MRI tests and everything. I'm not saying he's saying it's because of COVID. I'm not saying he's saying it's because of because the, uh, what they call it, the vaccine. Right. So I don't want nobody to get assumptions thinking. I see everybody saying, oh, you should never took this, you should never did that. We don't know where it's coming from. So, um, but right now my mental health is better, you know, just, just trying to, I'm just, first of all, I'm just glad to be here. I want to thank God I'm still here because, yeah. you know, I could have been, it could have been an all over with. So, right. you know, the doctor sat me out for some, for some time. We still don't know how long, you know, he could have, he could have said basketball is over with. So, uh, so I say my mental health is good. I'm just happy to be here. I'm on the pod, good podcast. I starting up, yeah. you know. Just going, just, I'm just keep working, you know, try to get healthy, just staying strong and just still be a leader to my teammates, oh, yeah. you know. So I'm just happy to be here. Uh, me and KJ, you know, we're doing a podcast. Everybody don't know KJ, it's KJ Jenkins. He on our uh, basketball team. Uh, he won Juco too, so we just got similar, similar backgrounds. So we just thought about just doing a podcast, you know, from people back home. New York, Atlanta, even Albuquerque, even everywhere else, people that's tuned into us. Just just being us, you know. So we doing that soon. First video soon drop and just taking it from there. But I definitely do appreciate y'all for having me, you know. And what's the name of that podcast? Uh The Safest Place. Okay. Yeah, okay. the safest place. So So all you fans be on the lookout for the Safest Place podcast. Sure. We'll sure. definitely be tuned in over here at the Lobo Pod for sure. For sure. Definitely tune in Lobo for sure. Got to. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we definitely enjoyed having you two on the show today. Um, At any last things you want to say? Um, it was fun. Thanks for having me. Say cool. Uh, appreciate y'all for having me. Uh, to the Lobo fans, let's pack the pit. Yeah. You know, let's yeah. pack the game Saturday. UNLV. Start off a good weekend. All right, Lobo fans, uh, we are going to end this with a few announcements and shout-outs. Uh, big shout-out to Women's Cross Country for winning their 14th conference championship. Um, this Thursday, women's basketball do have a game at 7 p.m., so if you're free, uh, come out and support. As well as women's soccer playing in, a, in the Mount West Tournament at 11 a.m., so feel free to tune in. Uh, men's basketball do play New Mexico Highlands uh, this Friday at 7. Um, and football, we do have a game this Saturday, November 6th, and it is homecoming versus UNLV so if you're free uh, again just come out and support we need the uh, the stadium pack so fill it up with red pack the pit pack oh. the stadium oh yeah let's, let's get it. it everybody get a dub yes sir that wraps up another episode on the logo pod and we'll see you next week thank you for listening